tape identification. This is RD49. Yes, another tape. We're certainly going through them now, aren't we? Uh, dubbing some more live missions from the uh, earlier part of 1998. This is the branch, uh, recorded uh, start of the 4th, early April, I think. Uh, the first bit of this tape isn't actually on the normal replay logs. Of course, it uh, deals with a subject that we're not allowed to talk about on this air anymore, apparently. But uh, coming up now, more general topics, the branch, then we have uh, the wick, the egg, usual sort of things. So it's all to the good. Uh, the winter, medium, autumn season of 1988. So here we go. Please stand by. This is RD49. Branches on the UHF link, we're just getting it going, so it doesn't sound as good as it probably might. So, uh, but at least it's better than just tin quality. And uh, at least he's back on the air again after 50 years. Back to the yeah, I'll just have to do some test missions and find out how I can get rid of this hum without having to. To um, I suppose I could put a balanced line into the mic, but it's a bit stupid because it's only it's only a two wire connections at the electorate. Yeah. So I don't know whether a, a balanced line's going to be much. Those Lettrechts, didn't they have a, a formers in the bottom of them anyhow? Uh, the 50k ones do, don't they? Mm. They do. This, this is a 600 ohm one. But I think there's a little formers in there at the bottom of the thing. Don't know. That's worth a thought. Yeah. Because I did, I converted one of mine to balanced because it was it had a complete balanced formers and one side just went to work. Mm. So I just put it into a cannon plug and it worked quite well little tiny formers thing yeah I'm not sure I mean I know they've got the little bats and the fat mm. um, but I just thought this one came straight out through little passages but you might be right yeah um, yeah okay well, look it's sounding it's not perfect but compared to the other night it's really good and I think uh, more perseverance will have a fire link just before we get the letter to disappear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just before the final piece of steel comes that's right. Singing over the fence. Oh, yes, what's the other thing, too? That's most unfortunate. I'm glad it didn't um, hit anyone. Well, you know, that's, I don't know what you can do about it. So, see, we don't. if we're not in the home, we don't know what's going on. It's just a ridiculous situation. And uh, it's just no-one seems to care because there's nothing they can really do about it. Well, I mean, if you move into another house, it's of the same value. I suppose you, you stand to lose the... Um, what is there? Still stamp duty, isn't there? Oh, you, st you lose about twenty thousand, I think, to move. Transfer, and depending on depending on whether you do the, the um, conveyancing yourself, yourself, there might be some legal stuff or whatever. That's right. And um, real estate costs for flogging one and buying the other. But yeah. Now it's interesting. Well, we'd probably move into upgrade a bit better place or something, I suppose. Anyhow, probably pay big money. But um, yeah, on the uh, the the uh, the uh, legal problem there. Now, if you take to the letter of the law of what we're broadcasting on the amateur service, le you know, if you take it totally to the letter of the law, anyone who isn't a licensed amateur shouldn't be listening anyhow, and they should be booked. Because if you don't have any a license, the only thing you're allowed to listen to is the broadcast portions of the of the bands. Uh, that could be too. I'm just trying to recollect the. Um the regs. I haven't got them in front of me. Mm, theoretically, you, you that, could be right. that is the thing. But no one would ever take it to the letter of the law. But, I mean, the, as you know, there's law. The law is the, really basically whoever argues hardest for whatever thing. It, there's no law at all. Mm, you can get away with, literally get away with murder if you've got, uh, if you pay the right person to do your thing. Yeah. 
Yes. See you working tomorrow? Yep. Oh, yeah. I've got to go and dial up work in a minute and try something. Oh, right. I'm trying to get some stuff going for um, a project at work. Oh, good. I sat there going cross-eyed tonight until about 8.30 and oh. eventually chucked in the towel and came home. But I... I sent you that email just saying I'd give you a call about 10.30. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I just dialed up to see if there was any... I, on that, that uh, GeoCities account, there were seven letters, uh, seven messages, all um, spam, and one was for you, one was yours. Oh, yeah. I, I just go, if it's, you know, it's usually earn big money or the sex show, all this rubbish, I just hit the delete button. About ten of them, I just hit the delete button without yeah. opening them. Now, one good thing is GeoCities have now got... Um, they've given me an extra, at no cost, an extra three megs of space. Is this the Australian one or the US one? That's the US one. Is that the free one? Yes, that's the free one. I was telling, somebody at work asked me, they said, oh, I've heard about this site where you can have pages up free. Yeah. Uh, And I immediately said, well, a friend of mine, I think, has got something like that with GeoCities in the US. Yeah. I said, look, just go back to your PC and fire up Netscape and just type in GeoCities. Yeah, he'll get it. See what happens. It's one of the biggest, uh, you know, pr- things like that around. Just survive on advertising, do they? The idea is you must, they ex- assume some people must read their banner ads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are, however, like the free service, it now will you get six megs, an email, but if you pay US $4 a month, you get 20 megs and extra services and the whole lot as well. So I think people... Six megs? Yeah. So I think if you want to, you know, if you're really into your site, you probably pay the four dollars a month and do super things, yeah. and you can put in a commercial site. You pay even more, but then you've got even more facilities. But there's over a million um, subscribers, and when I joined about eighteen months ago, there was about a hundred thousand, and now there's over a million. It's rem- amazing. Well, they must have mega multiple sites. God knows how they do it. Have one or two sites in each capital city. Yeah, it's uh, the main base is Santa Monica in California. It used to be called Beverly Hills Internet, and then they changed the name to GeoCities. Actually, the Beck put it on, put me onto it. The reason why I went to GeoCities, see, we had the the Australian site, and I was interested in putting a page up. But at that time, the only way you could put your page was through FTP and all this sort of stuff, and and once it was in, you really couldn't edit it. You had to, like, it was really a pain. It was the old style of doing it. And uh, so then GeoCities came up. The Beck actually mentioned you can get free pages. And it was just, you just type your page and hit a button and it goes in. You could edit. You could do all these things without hassling. You can do it all through the web now, can you? Oh, yeah. You don't have to. You just, um, and now the local site's got a, a thing too. Uh, Some button that, that sucks your file up and sends it up the line, have they? Oh, all you do, you just, you go to File Manager, type in your password, and you just browse through whatever file you want to send from your home PC, hit the upload button and zing, it goes into GeoCities or wherever it goes it to. Oh, yeah. And you can edit the files without doubt, say if you've got a, you know, a page of text, you can... You can if you just want to change a word or something, you can edit it while it's still at the, the their, their site... Do that, though? Well, you just... You tell it in. No, you don't have telnet. That's 1920s stuff. You just click on the, the file name, and it'll, you either want to... Dis, you, know, you just click edit on the file, and it comes up in raw HTML. No, it doesn't actually. It, come, it does. Hang on. It, yeah, in raw HTML, 
and you can just type it, ch change it to your heart's content, then hit the submit button, and it gets restored the way you've done it. Or just using Netscape, or is this with some extra software they've given you? Just Netscape. Oh. It's all just Netscape. You don't need. See, that's when I first started doing it. You had to use Telnet and FTP oh, and all this stuff. The helper, the editor, yeah. And yeah. now it's just purely. Uh, they've got these um, these helper things. Yeah. yeah, you can do all sorts of things. You just and for if you just want to like, download those pictures, you just go zip and hit a button oh, and okay. it okay. goes down the line. I must get a demo off you because mm. um, I mean I haven't been doing any of the web stuff for two years now. Well, I've look, you could just go to GeoCities and get a site for that matter. Yeah, but I've, I had. I had a lot of people um, that I was helping to um, to do stuff on the web at work. Yeah. Uh, and they were FTPing the stuff across. Yeah. So. Um, I FTPed the original audio files because for some reason the .ra files wouldn't go through their their automated system, and I had to learn how to do FTP, which wasn't too bad. But now any files, pictures, audio, whatever, just zips through. Just click the button and on it goes. Yeah, all right. And it's amazing. It's just, uh, you know, and you can, you've got a, well, a readout of how many people have hit your page and um, what, site, what files have been looked at how many times. And That's always intriguing to, to look at. It's like instant ratings. It is. It's quite remarkable. I've got a package at work that, um, for the, the site at work that converts all the statistics into pretty coloured um, graphics. Oh, right, yeah. It takes all the numbers out of the files. I forget yeah. what it's called now. It's just a public domain thing that I just downloaded and fired up. That's amazing. And it draws um, four or five bar graphs and then folds it up with a couple of pie charts with, um, you know, saying this chunk of the pie was from the US and this chunk was from Europe. And, wow. You know, all I think I might have looked at some of those in your, your site there. Yeah, that, that was quite intriguing. Mm. But, uh, I mean, it doesn't really give you the detail. You've, just got, to, you've got to read the text to actually yeah. see what it all means, yeah. but it, it just looks nice. But I find it fascinating. You can put some pictures on, some audio, some text, you know, some little articles about the regulations or whatever, and you can find out what sort of things people like to look at and read. Yeah, just look at, at the, the yeah. hit ratios. To me, it's fascinating because on the air, you don't, there could be 100 people listening or nobody. You just don't know. And it takes a fair amount for them to get on the tings and... Exactly. And do, yeah. And just the page count is useless. I mean, just people could just click it on and then disappear immediately. Yeah. And the, the amazing thing I've found is that, like, if you don't look at the... If you didn't have that... I mean, the statistics thing wasn't there originally. I didn't know if someone was looking at the site or nobody. And nobody... Well, very rarely do you get an email, people, you know, sending back saying they've looked at it. But then... You look at the thing and there's 300 hits a month. And, you know, you might get one or two responses of people actually fill in the form, but there's all these people who've looked and they've downloaded all this stuff, so they obviously just haven't been clicking on and off. They've actually spent, you know, a little bit of time there. I think, um, I think Chris even mentioned your website. <sighs> but, I, I mean, my comment was to that was, um, well, look, Chris, there's hundreds of amateurs around the world that have got web pages. I mean, it's hardly that unusual. That's exactly right, yes, and much better ones than mine in a technical sense. I mean, mine's just bashed together. But I, I didn't think he had access to pewters. No, he, he's had a look at it around here. We've oh, right. We've in a couple oh, of see, times yeah. and listened to Henry Clips and a few other things, which, mm. which he thought was quite taining at the time. Yeah. The egg. I've shown the egg. We, oh, yes. I loaded them all down and played them to the egg. Oh, that's a laugh, yeah. Yes, they've all been heard around the world. 
But that's, look, as I say, I've put a tape on now. It's got about five minutes to go. He might as well finish it because, as they say, the crossband finishes when the tape runs out. And since this could very well be the last one, we'll, uh, yes, discuss this. But that is amazing, FTP. I mean, I tried it once. It took a while to learn how to use it, but it seems to work okay. But see all those things you just don't need to use now. If you've got the graphical FTP, it's quite easy. Yeah. The one that's got the two little windows with... That's right, yes. ...your hard drive in the left window and the remote um, site's hard drive or directory structure in the other window and you just click on the left or right arrow. That's right, yes, I've got that. That's the sort of thing we've got. As many files as you want transferred or... Um, you can usually double-click on one if you just want to read it. Yeah. I mean, that's configurable. I think you can configure it so that a double-click just opens it into an editor. Yeah. quite nice. Yeah. But, um, oh, I mean, people at work who are qualified scientists were still annoyed by that FTP system. Yeah. They mm. wanted to know, you know, isn't there just some way we can just edit the file directly while it's on there? Yeah, well, you can. Sort of thing. But from what you're saying, with the system that GeoCities have got going with Netscape, you can basically do that now anyway. I think most of the uh, the sites would have that similar thing. I've sort of wondered in the last two years since I've been close to it, which I haven't been for two years sort of been wondering how most... I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people around the world um, obviously maintaining sites, and yeah. 99% of them aren't the owners of, a, of an ISP, so there must be something good going on. Oh, yes, that's right. So I think it's a world revolution, really. Mm. It's still a bit painful at times, the speed and things, but it's amazing what you can do. Yeah. So I must fill up those other three megs, if we keep going, of more photos and more audio and stuff like that. Yeah. 3 meg video or something, who knows? Well, I mean, when you when you do things like Cool Talk and whatever, which I must admit I've never installed. Every time I've installed Netscape, I've said no to that. Yeah. Just not enough disk space or not interested or no time or whatever. But um, yep. presumably that's not casting or is it casting? Can, can people um, switch across and listen to other stations with that or...? I'm not quite sure about Cool Talk, but... Join in, can't yeah, you? there's you, like um, you, you dial up a particular site and you can do a, a join mission. Yeah, there are there's either one to one or you can do what basically a, a an audio version of the chat room. You just yeah, join in. You can drop in. Yeah, there's a, a site you dial up where you get lists of names. It tells you what conversations are going That's on. That's right. You can click on one. Yeah. And I don't know whether you just jump in or whether people have to let you in. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but um, I can vaguely remember seeing somebody playing with it about 12 months ago. There was a basic one called... Um, I've played with Cool Talk and then played with uh, something else called Talker or whatever uh, about two years ago. It was pretty house, but... Sorry, with what? Uh, with uh, Cool Talk and another one called Online Talker. Oh, yeah. or some, one of the derivatives of that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, I've found the, uh, the IP... Uh, internet phone's been the best that I've used, and it's sort of... Uh, you know, you've got a picture as well... And there's little chat room things you can join it's a there too. Party, isn't it? The cool talk, someone that comes with Netscape. That's right. It? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think. Um, oh, the what's the other one? Is Internet Relay Chat? Is that a program or a protocol? Oh, I think I think it's just a protocol. I mean, that's just a pretty simple thing, isn't it? That's oh, just. I a, see. Mm. But why type when you can talk? I I think it is the 21st century. I mean, it seems a bit silly. Um. But I think a lot of people like the typing aspect because they uh, they keep their their identity totally oh, obscure. No, I prefer email because um, 
just because of the fact that any email I get, I store away in a folder. Oh, yes, but I mean for... Uh, two for years later for stuff. Yeah, that, that's fine for that, but I mean for chat room type of thing. I mean, if you're talking generally like this... No, no, if you're going to have a conversation or something, yeah. it's obviously hopeless. But no, I think email's good because you can get points across that you're hard to put across in words often. Because yeah. you've got a little bit of time to think about it. Well, that's why I didn't bother in that email I sent you today. I only threw a one-liner at you. Well, that's all you need. If I start talking about the um, the letters yeah. um, from certain people to certain places, it would end up being 15 pages of email, which would take me three or four hours to type up. Exactly, and you can just talk about it on the air. Oh, well, I'll just make a skid for tonight. That's right. No, it's working really well. Much easier. Yeah. Well, look, the technical tests are going very good, and... Uh, look, I, when I'm on Saturday nights, if ever again, um, I'll, I, I'll leave this channel open, so if you want to come on, just, just come on. All right, I'll do that. I've, I've re-equalised it slightly. I've got about another two octaves of boost. It's sounding very nice now, and uh, the hum seems to have disappeared too to some extent. Oh, I, I repositioned the cable. I just jammed it behind the mixer when you were talking before. That seemed to knock the hum down about 10 dB. It's sounding very nice indeed. But if, I, if I move the, um, the keymaster... I put the old valve bar on the ground and got put the key master that I got off you up on the bench. Oh, right. Um, the old valve one's full of intermittents. <laughs> now, but talk about junk. There's another tender going on. Is there? And now it's Mark Fives. <laughs> what? You're joking. And, and cart machines and all sort of jazz. Which machines? Cart machines. Really? Mm. Try and get a few. I'll put you know fifteen dollar bids in. I don't want to pay big money, but if I get some, I'll pass them on your way. Oh, yeah. Cart machine would be good. Oh, cart machine would be brilliant. Even though you can do it on a pute, so I don't really want to dedicate a pute to to this bench. Well, this is a thing. You can do it technically. Still, isn't really. Mm. I don't know. Well, the point is that you've got two thousand dollar putes doing what a ten dollar cart machine can do. The main problem with a PC is they're not they're not really multitasking. Yeah. So if you're going to run it as a cart machine... You can't do much else. You'll probably have the, the whole screen full of cart machine... That's right. ...spot names and buttons and replays and rewinds yeah. and tone controls and I mean, it'd be great. If you could dedicate one to your desk, it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Well, I've got an old 486 sitting here that's got a broken hard disk, so I could probably fire that up. But, yeah. Uh, uh, well, they still take up a lot of space. Yeah, they do. When you've got the PC, the box is about whatever it is. Nine inches high. It's an old box, an old 486 box, and the the monitor sitting on top, and you've got the keyboard. I mean, yeah. By the time you allocate space for it, it'd take up more space than this old B40. That's right. Yes, and it, it makes and the trouble, the noise they make, and the fearance they make is well, a pain. Well, that's the other problem. I noticed when Icon made this um, this receivers on a PC, this latest release. Oh yes, got, the Win Radio. That uh, the the little receiving box is external. Yes, it would need to be. On a bit of coax or something. Yeah, yeah. Imagine trying to sieve inside a <laughs> boredom. Yeah. And square waves everywhere. Oh, well. Yeah, so I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd dedicate a PC to that, but oh, I suppose you never know. A laptop might be the go. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're fairly small. Yeah, it'd be quite good. But as you say, $2,000 compared to second-hand cast equipment, which is basically thrown away these days. Yeah. Um, and... Look, the digital audio is okay, but I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think even a laptop would be any good because what I would want, if I had a laptop running as a cart machine, mm -hmm. what I would want would be a cable plugged into the back that then goes to a push button. Yeah, 
So you can close the lid so the thing takes up no space at all on the bench yep. and just bash the push button when you want a spot. Yeah. Um, I suppose you've still got to choose the spot. You need a screen or something. So you've got to have the thing sitting there so you can click on the spot you want on the screen. Yeah. It, I mean, it's almost just as easy to grab a cart down and ram it in the slot. It just about is. Uh, as far as, as compared to jacking around the screen on it with a mouse or a keyboard cursor key. Well, the, the ABC studios at West Bank... Which are worth seeing. Well, you should go there one day. Because they'd probably have it down to a... They'd have a good interface work there. Well, I wouldn't know. The D-cart thing at... Do they have touch screen or what? They've got touch... Gri scri uh, grimy touch screens. Yeah, well, that'd be the way to go. A touch screen. You just push the title you want. They have a lot of trouble with it, though. With the touch screen? Uh, with the whole system. Oh. Because they did it to make... To, to prove they could do it. Hmm. One of the first totally digital studios... Oh, that was quite brilliant. The Markovic wasn't involved in that, was he? Well, no, it happened long after he left. Yeah. But you he now? he's in Sydney. Uh, he's a big man. At um, he's running his own company. He's doing very nicely, thank you indeed. Oh, what's he doing? Didn't what he's into? Oh, boredoms, Max, things like that. Big oh, yeah. software company. Oh, good. He's got a, uh, a home page. I've forgotten what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll pass it on to you sometime. Mm. You can send him a letter or something. No, I've often wondered about the Vich. Oh, no, he's a big, big software man. He's make, he develops software and makes big money on that. He's doing very nicely, I think. Excellent. So he's, uh, he's done quite good since he left. You don't know what ha ever happened to the Whippy. Haven't heard of the Whippy for a long time. Um, the Holes, we saw him last, you know, the Christmas thing, but... Um, no, uh... Seen the whippy for years. No, the trouble is one man has trouble controlling it, doing one of those talkback type programs because it's quite plex. Mm. So what do they have on the control operator's desk? In a grotty old Eddystone box, is a Master Instruments VU meters, the sort of bias type, yeah. and that is their final metering point for levels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've gone back to forty years. But the system, I mean, you go to AW and what they've got is just 1970s analogue cast equipment and it works very nicely indeed. Uh, and auntie's tried to do it all very uh, upmarket and technical and... I was impressed. I was impressed at the fact that they did it. Yeah. actually pulled it off. I mean, that's mm. a good effort. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the, the ideal interface. Well, the problem is that, see... That was probably all designed 10 years ago. You could do the same thing now with a PC and have it better organised. Mm. And the trouble with the D-card, if it crashes, no-one's got any... Everyone loses all their, their stuff. And originally they were going to get totally get rid of reel-to-reels, but in the studios they've still got them because if someone's recording a program uh, and the D-card crashes, well, their day's work's lost, so they usually make a tape as well. Oh, yeah. So they might use it on... They might run it onto D-cart, but they put a tape across it just in case. Apparently what happens if it, the D-cart runs out of space, it just crashes and everyone loses their emissions. So it was a good... I mean, as you say, it's good that they did it, but... Um, it tends to happen on PCs too. Mm. A disk space when you're recording. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, I mean, it was early days. It, it sort of works, but... Uh, the still have, it's still got bugs or deficiencies. Deficiencies, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the panel they had originally could do everything, but now they've got less facilities and they're harder to access, um, like half the knobs, but they've all got multi-functions and, you know, get some nullity in there. I mean, they just want to read the label and push it up. They don't want to have to go through menus and things. Oh, God, that used to get me... We, we got so many 
crows in, so many digital storage crows, when I was working at the elevator place. Yeah. And the ones that used to drive me up the wall were the ones with menus. Oh, yes. And um, eventually I brought in a, a Tektronics, a Tektronics crow, and it was a fully digital dual channel um, 100 megabit sampling rate crow. Yeah. But what they'd done, um, and HP did much the same thing, was um, the front panel was almost identical to a standard analogue crow. Great. With rotary switches, verniers, the whole thing, push buttons with a word above them, push this button, you get a ten times expansion and everything else. Yeah. And having spent six months looking through these idiotic monsters of things with their pull-down menus where you had to go through five levels of menus and then go sideways three positions to get to what you want. Yep. Um, I immediately, um, you know, spent 13 grand and got the Tektronics. Oh, great. And I'm happy about that. You know, fantastic to use. Mm. So, in other words, the fact that you can have these five deep menus and all the rest of it um, doesn't mean that it's a good way to go. No, I mean, people just want to be able to use things easily and they've got the most functions get used all the time and others never do. If I wanted a function, I could get it in two or three seconds yeah. on, on the Tektronics. If I wanted it on any of these other fully digital ones that only had three buttons on the front, mm. uh, it might take me 30 or 40 seconds just to change the sensitivity of the YM. Mm. I think uh, they went that way because it's actually cheaper to make them fully digital and have actually knobs and switches. They went that way because all these new software people came into the and place and it. talked them into it. Yeah. Told yeah. management that this yeah. is the, the yeah. new whiz way of doing things and you know, you've got to get on the bandwagon or your company will fold and all this sort of stuff. Mm. But, I mean, they're a load of crap. I think uh, uh, it is actually swinging back. The pendulum's sort of going... Like, everything went to digital watches, now it's coming back, and a lot of people prefer the analogue watches. And I think there's a human interface that's been designed over the last million years, and there's reason why things are designed the way that, they are. I just want the thing that's quickest. Mm. If I can get a function by pushing a button which is marked play, yeah. as com as opposed to going down a, you know, 3D on a menu or something. Yeah. I want the bloody button I can push. That's right. I don't care if it's fully digital inside. Yeah, you don't care what it does, what yeah. makes it do it, you just want it to happen. I don't want an interface that looks like a PC. I want something that looks, that's got a few buttons and a few pots and a... Mm. I don't even care if the, um, if the VU meter's just painted on the screen. Yeah. Um, doesn't really worry me, as long as it does the job, but... Yeah. yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? But no, I think I've never, never seen that system in it, um, South Bank. But you can sort of you get a bit of a picture of it from hearing you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's time. quite, it's quite modern. It's uh, there's a few d problems, but uh, when they were first installed, they they had to use the old analog studios for quite a while, which were over the, over the duck hallway, because they had trouble getting the other ones working. But uh, they've been working for a couple of years now. I'll see what you come up with at, at this next. Um Mm. Auction, anyway. Yeah, we get a few Spartomatics and uh, some, there's some nice rack mounting junk and uh, there's some um, MX300 uh, walkie-talkies, which would be very nice. Oh, yeah. They're the, you know, the old style, the police one with the sort of the cross-grill thing. Oh, they still yeah. use them. Yeah. They're very rugged uh, Motorola thing. But, you know, I don't, I've got so much junk, I just put $10 here, $10 there. If I get it, well and good. Yeah, see what if happens. I don't get it. I mean, there's really nothing there. The only thing out of these auctions I've really wanted was the Audimaxes. Um, which I got you know, a couple of years back. There's, Very good. There's nothing really else. Um, Audi Maxes or the only other thing that I'd be interested in, I don't know about you, would be a, um, 
which I don't think you'd see one, would be a, an FM deviation monitor. Mm, well, if, if one comes up, I'll, I wouldn't mind one of those either. I All play with those when I was working in AW. They're right. quite, quite useful. Although the trouble is I just turn things up until they start in the sievers and turn them back a bit. Oh, no, just, just for having basically a mod monitor. Yeah, yeah it'd be very nice, wouldn't it? The missions, that's yeah, all. yeah, it's very hard to mod... Not quite as easy to, as modding, mod monitoring AM. No. So uh, it's all to the good. OK, well, look, Tony, it's been really interesting. Yep. And I might go and do a little bit of work and make another fiends. Yeah. We'll have to have... If these con discussions continue, there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about, PCs and... Back, background of that st stuff which you sort of know a lot more than I do and I'd like to sort of pick your brains on that sort of side of things oh, one Saturday night or something yeah okay if, if we survive the uh, the next few the weeks from the department. yes we might get a, a, a penalty into the bargain yes which would be uh, quite that is if we don't get um, other things that happen here anyway, you have my permission to replay my stuff so. oh thank you very much good there. Right, well, we'll say morning. We'll say morning until one Saturday night. Okay. I'll try and get rid of this hum in the meantime. Yes, that's about the only problem, uh, and uh, should be all to the good. If you put the tenors up on the roof, it might be a little bit stronger too. Probably help quite a bit. Yeah. Away from the that would be good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll say morning. We'll say morning. Over and out. Email off and clear, and leaning over to undo the carrier button. Wait for it to go off. A correspondent on two local, if they're still there, which they may not be. Is that... Oh, there you are. Is it just a screen or is it coming down the line? Just, uh, just stand by. I'll have to... Uh, uh, Hello. Yeah. I think we're getting a breakthrough. Hang on. There's noises. Now, I'll just patch this through. Stand by. You've still got that hum in the, the mic channel or whatever. I'll come up close to the microphones or something. Oh, that's sounding almost quite acceptable. Hang on. I'll wind things back here. Isn't it terrible? I hope things don't get back to the old days. <laughs> this is just... Well, giving... it's almost as late a crossband as we used to know. It's... At four o'clock we start getting interesting. That's, that's right. right. You remember some of the crossbands, the sun would be up before the crossband finished. Yes. And there was one where we were still going at about ten o'clock the next day. Yeah. Not very good indeed, in some regrets. It's very bad indeed. Depends on what you have to do. Oops. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, uh, it's good to have a three-way missions again. Yeah, well, I was just about to head off anyway, like being four o'clock in the morning. I'm supposed to go somewhere tomorrow, but I couldn't resist calling in. So when did you put... How long has the carrier been on? Oh, I, I've been sort of putting this thing on and off. I was, after I fixed um, Andy's tea amplifiers, the surround sound went for a wreck. It's one of these dreadful things with a microprocessor in it. Oh, no. I sort of fixed that about midnight. Then I got your um, your beamies out and connected up that, that coil of coax that you gave me. That, oh, yes. That black stuff. Yeah. So I've just been sitting there soldering that on until about an hour and a half ago or whatever it was. All right. I've lost track of time now. It's probably about three hours ago. It's. Um, I think you're sounding quite good now. Oh, good. The... Um, um, Sounds like it's got less feedies back. Mm. Um, Feeds to work, yeah. I put a little quarter wave stub on it. Just Good. So it was, you know, balanced to unbalanced. Excellent. And that seems to have gotten rid of some of the RF, and I've just been mucking around listening to um, all these 80-metre call-ins. Isn't it amazing? It was super.
hyperactivity that's been going on tonight. How it, Ross's signal, it just sounds fantastic, yeah, that amazing. 80 metres just coming up and down. And, and so official. That yeah. carbon graphones. No, I used to have one of those bitches. And then the next minute the egg comes on with using VKEGG. <laughs> That's right. I nearly fell off the Unbelievable. It's a revival. <laughs> it is, it is. Yes. <laughs> As we're, we're moving into our geriatric stage, we're sort of... <laughs> we better start sounding like geriatrics, I think. That's right. Yes, perhaps we'll have to start coming up on the, the coffee break. Mm. Mm. Of course, this this is a replay from 1979. That's right. Yes. I like it. Those replays. We're making parodies about 1982, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is sort of five years in the future. That's right. That's right. And now it's ages ago. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I I am about to go off, but um, um, hopefully I can give you a call in a week or two with um, less feedies back or something. Yeah. Well, we can have another missions. Yeah, the more reasonable. <coughs> time like i'm i'm sure you've been trying to get away for the last two hours well actually i was going to get away when i well a quarter to, to two i think yeah, it was well, it sort of sounded like you were mm. carrying it but down. that's how the best things happen and it became very long and protracted i mean i listened on uh, uh two local till about one o'clock because yeah. i usually listen off the link and have it patched through uh, a signal generator and listen off another two meter channel on that yeah. so if someone comes up on two local uh, i can hear them squiggle but um, uh, you mustn't have come on to later on. I just heard this hiss coming out of the, the uh, UHF Bill Seavers. Yeah, and I was just... I was, oops. Hello. Yes? Yeah. I was just fiddling around with the tenors. Right. Oh, the GX is going for a wreck here. Well, it's sounding um, very nice, so uh, next time we do... The, I had a listen... Um, I was testing today. I played that cross band. We made the, the first pseudo-fire one. And listening off the fire speaker, it sounds absolutely housed. You're bassy and distorted and hissy. But once it's on air and listening on a normal AMC, because it just sounds quite good, you know. Oh, this is after you did super equalisation. Yeah, that's right. Did dreadful things at the low end. And, yeah, before you go, we're still on the air, so obviously <laughs> <laughs> we haven't uh, had any uh, correspondence, but still... Still working. Mm. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, yes. yes. Not that I really expect to, but uh, well, they were probably doing listens tonight and heard all this interesting live missions and thought, what? What's going on? Well, that's right. Oh, it's. Oh, why don't you go and? I must must interlock that to the mic key, so it doesn't <laughs> come on when the mic's on. Well, look, that's good. So you've been walking around buying burgers. Uh, you went to George's out yeah, there. Went down to George's, bought a burger. At the Courtfield Race Course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, mm. yeah. I don't know what this GX is doing to me here. I'm getting very bad monitoring here. Mm. Oh, well, the networks are almost uh, set up. I'm just wondering what else there is to, uh, to indicate. The knock's interesting, too. He keeps ringing up all the time now. The knock? Yes. The knock. So he's getting the, one of the star phones going as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we'll have all the old group on. So, so where's the knock these days? Is he still where he used to be along... Um... <laughs> Yeah, still there. Well, still in East Melbourne. Mm, yeah. Oh, good. He's uh, left the uh, department right. quite oh, a while back. Mm. Took a big package. Apparently. Ah. So he's uh, just on the loose these days. Well, that'll be very nice. Mm. What, so he's still at his fish Apparently, yes. Yeah, so he's going to come and uh, get some circuits so he can uh, put extels in the star phone and uh, be on the network. We need all this channel space, but 
apart so we can just switch across to who's who, yeah. <laughs> like a, a TV channel, it's TV. Neat so you can pick up multiple people on two and whatever at once. Mm. Well, I suppose if I got the, even found the other original six-beater business or got another one going, that would work. Yeah. So was it good listening to the missions out of the little stort speaker and the, that handphone? <laughs> I think the speaker's polling. Oh, who knows? <laughs> it didn't really matter driving around in the... I was going to say driving around in the jub. Yeah. Not, not, not the jub. <laughs> Getting back in time to the jub. Because the car noise would mask distortions. Yeah, well, there was crackles and pops and, you know, whatever. Mm. So, I mean, uh, this is where I think it's a joke where people spend all this money on superfying a car because... You're going to lose those for the fire because of all the um, aberrations of the car. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking for fire, what we could do, <coughs> if this UHF thing is a bit of a pain, um, when I get the FM 900s going... Mm. Oh, you got some of those? Yeah. I'll be able to lend you the uh, Kayakutu, which has got direct FM... And remember when the back used to use that? It just plugged the denser mic in oh, yeah. and it just sounded fantastic. <laughs> so it could do that. Yeah, I remember you talking about the Kayakutu. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm still trying to work out the software for, for programming those. Yeah, well, I think um, it's available. What, for the Kayakutu? No, the uh, FM 900s. Oh, I got a couple of those. Did you? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, I've got yeah, the some egg, of those. the egg put me onto, onto those. He said, you better get down there quick. There's only about... There weren't very many left. 20 left, yeah. When I got down there, there was about 20 left. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, now they're getting another lot of them, so it wasn't... Really? There were 4,000 of them. Yeah, I, got, I bought a couple. Well, look, yeah, well, I got some. So as soon as we get... Um, Bill, I got five of them. You got any Bill Urquhart yet? Well, the Wix... Yeah, well, uh, got the manual. Oh, you got them too. Well, I'm getting some too, so we'll all be set up. Well, this is excellent, so... Um, well, I haven't got the software yet to program it. No, likewise. Now, this is working better than those internet audio chat rooms. I can tell you, no-one's juddering and going on and off. You actually hear what people are talking about. Yeah, it does. I mean, I've been to someone's place and, and tried to talk on an internet crossband and all, all the audio stops and starts and you lose the people and it all goes through a spew and a wreck. And then you lose the link and you've got to dial in again. That's right. Where <laughs> do 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 still works. I mean, the internet really hasn't caught up to, to the wireless yet. Oh, it'll come around in five or ten years. Mm. Yes, it probably will because it's probably like wireless was. In oh, it's, it's not. It's not casting though. No, it'll, not never, the, it'll never be casting. It's not the same, is it? No. Well, that's the thing because um, how can you make it nick to everything all at once? Like with with, that, with, with wireless, it nicks to everything all at once. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a high impedance uh, bridge circuit across everyone's receivers. Yep. Yes. That's right. Oh well, this is good. Well, we've got about two minutes of the log, so we'll, the crossband finishes when the log. Stops or something, so we can all give our Cheerios. And this is a three-way. I'll have to get a little uh, uh, sub-mixing desk so I can. Uh, I'll just go and get my fags. We're back in a second. Mm. I left them on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> so Hang on. The fourth of ninety-eight. That's right. It is too. Yeah. Back in a tick. Mm. Well, this is, this is just like the old days, isn't it, John? It is, isn't it? I mean, it's good to have um, big proper missions again. Yeah. Oh, the well. next thing we'll have to do is organise another New Year's Eve mm. with all the big things like we used to have then. Well, you can do that. Well, yes. Uh, I haven't. Well, I have to find a business. Well, actually, I don't know who won the mod formers for the branch, but that's another approach for mm. uh, a certain other business to get it somewhere and, as I said, build a, build a proper modulator rack or something. 
it's, and, um, it's hilarious, all these branch noises coming <laughs> down the line. It was most tainting listening to the egg ratting on about 3DB too. It was, yeah. With the, the mitters and the 833As and mm. the... Um, yeah, well, I used to work on that business for a while. Well, that's what I was, I was driving along towards Burwood Road, listening to you two ratting on about 3DB, and I thought, this is unbelievable. Mm. Well, you see, I did actually nearly obtain that, Bitters, and then all sorts of things happened over the well, last What were you years. saying about the DB? It's been turned into a pile of... Um, <coughs> apartments. Apartments or something, and yeah. they're going to leave the tenors there. That's right. What a laugh. Because it's got a trust classification on it. Really? They'll yeah. eventually rust down. So you can actually get radio tenors classified. Well, you see, that I, building... should, I shouldn't have pulled down Park Street. <laughs> it could have been classified. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, apparently the Herald Sun building's quite famous and it's, bit, it's all classified. It's meant to keep its, its original skyline. I don't know how with all the big skyscrapers behind it. It's hardly a skyline. Mm -hmm. The Mahogany but, Hall. <laughs> Mr um, Murdoch. Like when I was a little kid, as I said before, all those sorts of things used to be the, the skyline of Melbourne. Now they're not. What we should do, if they're going to leave the tenors, if we talk to the right people, they might let us put a, a remote mitters up there and just mit from there. Mm. Yeah, put an AT20 there and <laughs> run right. microwaves from somewhere, and then we could run 160 from the top of the Herald Sun building. And then all the tenants can tune off to the side of 3 years yet and, <laughs> yeah. and they can all hear the crossbands. Near bad missions. Mm. Yeah. That'd be yeah. all to the good. <laughs> yeah. So you're slowly getting your booth room set up there? Who? You, Mr. Branch. Oh, yeah, oh, very slowly. I haven't really done anything since I talked to you, except, um, you know, wire up the, your little, what do you call it, your broomstick yagi. Oh, Just right. Just wire it up with the, with the better coax. Right. That seems to have done good things. So what coax? Oh, it's probably going to work much better. So maybe there's less RF in the shack now. Yeah. Oh, it's good. So if oh. it's on the roof, it would even be better. Hmm. Well, you seem to have stirred up quite a bit of interest tonight there, Mr. Stew, with... You know, call-ins left, right and centre, more than the WIA cast. Well, I think we have more. <laughs> it's only on once a month. I'd say it did tonight. But last mm. week I tried to come on and it just did an automatic shutdown. Well, the trouble is, Mr Egg, last week I had to work at eight, start at 8 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes he's not there, Mr Egg, when right, the missions come on. I mean, it's, just, it's all pre-programmed. So they're, they're legal, limited missions. That's right. But, you know, if you have to work the weekend, it's really, you know, it's, uh, it's a pain in the... You know where, so it's just on automatic pilot, yes. and I, I just go to sleep, and then after if there's dead air for more than ten minutes, then the, then the. Uh, I also used to find some nights when I did replays, I just wasn't in the mood for talking. Exactly. So I just used to turn off for that. Mm. You know, yes. you're absolutely stuffed. That's exactly right. It often happens. <coughs> well, no, that's right. No. If you're too stuffed to do the missions, well then you just don't come on. But I think tonight. Uh, 160 metres and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I think tonight more than made up for it. Yeah. Yeah, well, some of the tape replays and whatever missions on a certain six-metre thing were like that, so at the end, if I was too stuffed to answer... Yeah, well, some comments, nights... I just wouldn't turn on the season to listen to The other yeah. thing, if you've gone to sleep, then the mission's finished and you come out, you just don't want to spend two more hours talking and, you know... You're and waking up... You're usually, well, you know, your bare feet. Sometimes you went to sleep and, and you'd hear this loud clunk as a recorder shut down. Yeah. And you'd sort of groan and crawl out of bed and switch everything off and crawl back into bed. That's now, right. The point is, of course, you could have control of the missions uh, over there via UHF and do the callback. I could. Yeah, in fact, you could do the whole lot. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> OK. Oh, well, I'll have to try that one now. <laughs> yes, just a, <coughs> a few uh, bits of relay logic and 
few tones here and there. Mm. A few little beeps. The Kylo circuit. Yeah. Have a whole network so whoever's there on a given night can control the missions from their thing and it all just goes through whichever missions is on mm. for the big power. <laughs> And everything just runs like a network. It'd be excellent. That's what we yeah. want. Network control. And then it wouldn't matter who was at work or whatever. Mm. Whoever just happens to be available that night could take control. And it would just all network through the thing <coughs> and come out of whatever missions it was meant to come out of. That's right. Mm. Well, <coughs> I guess we better let everyone go off to sleep, get a micro-sleep. Just before you go, yep. uh, is the RF reasonable from this end? The signal strength? Yeah. It's pretty good. I've it's got the whole length of coax in circuit, so it probably doesn't do much for the... The strength that, I'll um, have a look, look on the uh, that other thing. Exactly. One sixty, where you can just put two hundred feet in and use it for tuning. Well, that's right, because the UHF intends to be a trifle more lofty. Yeah, it's about ten dB per hundred feet or something. But depends <coughs> on the coax. That's where I've been trying to collect um, Optus cable, even though it's seventy-five ohms. Mm. Well, this is 75, eh? It's hard line and it's about uh, three quarters of an inch in diameter or something. Oh, yeah. Have you and collected much? Oh, uh, a few hundred feet of it so Ooh, far. Oh, that'd be nice. No, uh, it's not all in one continuous length, but some bits are about a hundred feet long or more. Well, they just, this is where they just leave it lying around. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes you can go and ask on the poles putting it in. Mm. Uh, what they, what they, they, they're going to do is there's one layer left on the roll, which is long enough for a span to anywhere. I've, so so I've seen their trucks and seen the, the, yeah. the well, reels lying on the... roll it off there if you're polite to them and give it to you. Oh, that sounds nice. I'll have to try that when I see them yeah. laying some more stuff down. So it's good axe. I'm driving along in the car and I see this going on, I go along and usually try and have a little chat and say good day. And, and walk off with a big wooden reel of <laughs> axe. Well, they, yeah, well, I, I, I don't get the wooden reel, but some, sometimes I've been able to... Um, as I said, oh, the wooden re the wooden reels are really good fun too. Have you seen our hill here? Me? Yeah. The, have you seen the hill outside our place here? Well, I parked the car there. Yeah. Well, when you let one of those wooden reels go down the hill, mm. it's quite tating. It would be. Most yeah, tating. Smash people's houses and things. It does tend to do that, yeah. Yeah. It goes for really. Might end up with a constabulary turning up to find out who did it. Yeah. People might end up in the court, and then then the knock could come along and film all these people <laughs> coming out of court again. <laughs> we'll have to invite the Silvers to, to listen in. Yes. Oh, and then well. it could be a real replay of some of the things that happened in the 70s. We're in a time warp. Yes. yes. A continual time warp. Yep. VK3WD right. <laughs> working 3AFC and VK3AML through a multimedia cross-band. No, 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 you're supposed to say signing off. Signing off. Signing off, but... The logs run out. The logs right, run uh, out. Well, we're going to stay morning, evening, afternoon, and daytime. Mm. Yes, the crossband ends when the tape finishes. Twelve minutes past four in the a.m. Oh no! On the Easter <laughs> break, the Easter weekend. Well, it is Easter. It is Easter. It is Easter. Is tonight the night the bunnies hopping around dropping eggs? <laughs> I thought they did that this morning. What? A, oh, I don't know oh. what's going on. Oh well. <sighs> well, look, it's been very good talking to everyone, and I uh, just hope we don't make a habit of it, but. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Could get quite bad. It well, it could. was good when we were all students and whatever, because then you didn't have to go to bed at any particular time at all. As long as you ration it to one night a week or something, so it doesn't yeah. take over. Yeah, it's not so bad Saturday night. Yeah. You can sort of sleep in a bit. That's the whole idea. Hmm. All right. Well, look, thanks for coming up, everybody. Right here. It's been very interesting indeed. I'll put the tenors up properly one of these weeks. Mm. It's still sitting on the landing at the moment. Yeah.
All right. We'll say morning for now. Okay. Good to hear both of you. We'll mm. catch you next week or whatever. Right ho. Right ho, we say morning. Okay, morning. We say morning, and Mr. Brown shall try and do some business one day soon when I've got some months to control so the car will go that far. Or whatever, yep. So okay, well, I'm, I'm going off. Over and out, everybody. Okay, well, bye for now. Three egg off. Three AML off.